I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I create this compliance episode today. I would also like to pay my respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. I would also like to pay respect to the people that have passed down, deepened, enriched the compliance knowledge and wisdom I'm privileged to embody today and share throughout my work as a conscious career coach. Dearest you, welcome to Compliance Careerist. Today, um, we're going to be diving deep into beneficial ownership information, um, specifically around the FinCEN's last rule they've um, published in September 2022 by implementing the Corporate Transparency Act's beneficial ownership information reporting provisions. So the rule um, aims at enhancing the ability of fencing and other agencies to protect um, the financial system within the U.S. from illicit use and provide essential information to national security, intelligence and law enforcement agencies um, to help prevent drug traffickers, fraudsters, corrupt actors such as oligarchs, and proliferators from money laundering or hiding money and other assets in the United States. Um, illicit actors frequently use uh, corporate structures, such as shell and front companies, to obfuscate their identities and hide their identities and launder the ill-gotten gains on through the United States. Recent um, geopolitical events have reinforced the point that abuse of corporate entities, including shell or front companies by illicit actors or corrupt officials, present a direct threat to the U.S. on uh, national security and the U.S. international uh, financial system. For example, um, Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine in February 2022 um, further underscored that Russian elites um, state on enterprise, enterprises and organized crime, as well as Russian government proxies have attempted to use U.S. and non-U.S. shell companies to evade sanctions imposed on Russia. And this rule in particular will enhance U.S. national security by making it more difficult for criminals to exploit um, opaque legal structures to launder money, um, traffic humans and drugs, and commit serious tax fraud and other crimes that harm American um, taxpayer. At the same time, um, the rule aims to minimize burdens on small businesses and other reporting companies. Millions of businesses are formed in the U.S. each year, um, and these businesses play an essential and an important role um, within the economy. They're simply the backbone of the U.S. economy, accounting for a large share of the U.S. economic activity and driving U.S. innovation and competitiveness. Small businesses also generate millions of jobs, um, and in 2021, it created jobs at the highest rate on record. It, it is anticipated that it will cost reporting companies with um, 
simple management and ownership structures, which FinCEN expects to be the majority of reporting companies, approximately um, $85 um, a piece to prepare and submit an initial beneficial ownership report. So beyond the direct benefits to law enforcement and other um, authorized users, the collection of beneficial ownership information will help um, to shed light on criminals who evade taxes, hide their illicit wealth and defraud employees and customers and hurt honest um, U.S. businesses um, through the misuse of shell companies. So the rule describes who must file a beneficial ownership um, report, what information must be reported, and when a report is due. Specifically, the rule requires companies um, or reporting companies to file reports with FinCEN that identify two categories of individuals. One, you've got the beneficial owners of the entity, and two, you've got the company applicants of the entity. So the rule um, identifies two types of reporting companies. You've got uh, domestic and foreign ones. A domestic reporting company is a corporation, uh, LLC, or a limited liability company, or an or any entity that is created by the filing of a document with a secretary of state or any similar office under the law of um of the U.S. Um, basically. And then you also have, on the other hand, a foreign reporting company, which is a corporation, a limited liability company, or any other entity formed under the law of a foreign company or a foreign country, I'm sorry, that is registered to do uh, business uh, by filing of a document with the Secretary of State or any similar office. So... <clears throat> Under the rule and in keeping with the um, CTA, 20, um, 23 types of entities are exempt from the definition of uh, a reporting company. So in terms of beneficial owners, under the rule, a beneficial owner includes any individual who directly or indirectly um, either by exercising substantial, substantial control over a reporting company or owns or controls at least 25% of the beneficial of the ownership interests of a reporting company. So the rule defines that the term substantial control and ownership interest in keeping with the CDA, the rule exempts five types of individuals from the definition of a beneficial owner. In defining the contours of who has substantial control, the rule sets forth a range of activities that could constitute substantial control of a reporting company. The list captures anyone who is able to make important decisions on behalf of the entity. Fencing's approach is um, designed to close loopholes that allow corporate structures that obscures ownership or decision makers. This is um, crucial to unmasking anonymous um, shell companies. The rule provides standards and mechanisms for determining whether an individual owns or controls 25% of the ownership interest of a reporting company. 
Among other things, these standards and mechanisms address how a reporting company should handle a situation in which ownership interests are held in a trust. In terms of um, company applicants, the rule defines a company applicant to be only two persons. So you've got the individual who directly files the document that creates the entity, or in the case of a um, foreign company, the document that first registers the entity to do business in the United States. And then the second individual is someone who is primarily responsible for directing or controlling the filing of the relevant document by another. However, the rule does not require reporting companies um, existing or registered at, uh, at, the, at the time of the effective date of the rule to identify and report uh, on their company applicants. In addition, reporting companies formed or registered after the effective date um, of the rule also do not need to update company applicants' information. In terms of timing, the effective date of the rule is actually January the 1st of 2024. Um, reporting companies created or registered before January 24 will have one year until basically January 1st, 2025 to file their initial reports. While reporting companies created or registered after January 2024 will have 30 days after receiving notice of their creation or registration to file their initial reports. Reporting companies have 30 days to report changes of, to the information in their previously filed reports and must correct inaccurate information in previously filed reports within 30 days. Um, of when the reporting company becomes aware or has reason to know that the um, inaccuracy of the information is um, in earlier uh, reports. Thank you for visiting us for this episode of Compliance Careerist. Consider following us if you consider taking on development and professional opportunities to help you succeed consciously. And if you know someone who would benefit of listening to Compliance Careerist, please share it with them.